Okay, so what would it take for this to actually freak you out? I don't know. I mean, if I let's say I go to the third floor for a class or something, and I just walk down the hallway, and a painting just flies across the hallway, or a a person that's working on the floor comes outside and looks all possessed, and then starts shaking me like, like I mean, like then I would start to probably think there was a demon on that floor. I'm Dylan G, and I'm a student at SLU. I, it's really hard for me to believe it, just because I wasn't there during the time. I wasn't a student in 1949, so I have no idea. But if I were to go to Duberg, and if I were to go onto the third floor and feel some weird evil vibe, yeah, I would start believing it. Hi, this is Tyler. And this is Abdul. And we're with St. Louis Stories, and we're out asking students about an exorcism. So, do you know where it actually happened? I thought it was held off of campus at the person's house. It happened in Duberg. But I've also heard that they took him to St. Alexis Hospital. The reason we're asking those questions is that the exorcism, as in the exorcism, the one from the movie, supposedly happened here at St. Louis University. And obviously, it's been pretty hard to figure out what actually happened. It's like a game of telephone, honestly. I've been here for four years and I've heard it happening in Duberg. And then I heard someone came and gave a presentation specifically saying that it did not happen in Duberg. Everybody gets their details from a different source. It's been impossible to figure out what actually happened. So where did you learn that the exorcism happened here at SLU? Just from other students. I'm pretty sure I first heard it at like orientation, SLU 101. I actually heard about it when I watched The Exorcist for the first time. I'm from St. Louis, so one of my friends was just like, oh, this happened here. And then we uh, Googled it, of course, and then we kind of read up on it a little bit. I read an article that was posted by Saloon News around the time of Halloween. So does that creep you out? No, I think that, I mean, I like the Billiken as a mascot, but I think if we wanted the possessed young girl with her head spinning as a replacement mascot, I think that we should consider that. It's weird that nobody seems too creeped out about it, yet everyone knows something about it, or at least they think they do. Right. I would think they enjoy being scared by it, but that doesn't seem to be the reason that this story just keeps going. Regardless, people are definitely interested. We talked to an archivist at SLU looking for an answer, and he agreed with us. We would get certainly throughout the year one or two questions before the Halloween season but then as we got closer to Halloween September and October we would get another two or three questions but it was generally more often than most questions were asked. I'm sorry can you introduce yourself? My name is John Wade and I currently am the outreach coordinator for Pius Library. I've worked for the university full-time for 40 years. The last 26 years I was archivist for the university and I was an undergraduate here at St. Louis U from 1969 to 73. 
So, uh, being the expert on this, what kind of questions do you typically get from students? I'm assuming they get a little paranoid. Students, some people from, from off campus, I mean, well, where did it happen? We heard that it was in the fourth floor of DeBerg. Anyway, why is that window boarded up? You have the, the real exorcist's uh, report on this. I go, well, no, we don't. I mean, I had one student swear that I had this, this secret report, and I said, no, we don't have it. And I said, I'm being sincere, we don't have it. And I said, even if we did, I really wouldn't be permitted to go, well, why not? And I said, well, nobody wants, and I, and I said to her, I said, you know, if this, something like this had happened to your relative, would you want people 50, 60 years later coming around asking you questions? Okay, so most importantly, what actually happened? Well, the events began shortly after the first of the year in 1949 in a uh, Maryland suburb of Washington, D.C. There was a 13-year-old boy in Allen's book. He's called Robbie. Allen's book? I've never heard of that. Anyway, he started noticing strange events occurring in his house. These went on for approximately six weeks there in, in Maryland. His family called in exterminators. They visited a local, I think, a Lutheran priest. They evidently went to a Catholic priest. He did have family here in St. Louis. Robbie had family here in St. Louis. And supposedly the demon, the devil, wrote Lewis on the boy's body in kind of blood scratches. Okay, we're getting somewhere. So they came to St. Louis. He came to St. Louis, stayed in a, his aunt and uncle's home out in Bel Nor. Wait a second. How did Slew get involved? His aunt and uncle here had one of their children, a daughter, was a student here at St. Louis U, who mentioned this evidently to one of her professors, and that's how the people here at St. Louis U got involved. Wait. So it happened at Slough. Do you know where exactly? He was staying with his aunt and uncle out in Bel Nor on, on Roanoke Drive, and. He was at the college church rectory at least one night, if not two, and he also spent time down at the psychiatric ward at the old Alexia, well, it's the Alexian, I think it's St. Alexia's Hospital down on Broadway in Jefferson down in South St. Louis. He stayed there for a while too. Wait, I thought it happened in Dubert. He was in the rectory, and remember, at that time the Jesuits would have lived, their philosophy students would have lived in what's now Verhagen Hall, and the Jesuits themselves, priests, would have lived in the upper floors of DeBerg Hall. If he were in the rectory and these occurrences were happening where he was screaming and yelling and all that, they would have heard him. And it would be quite natural, I think, to assume that, oh, Jesus must be happening here in, in this building. In actuality, it was happening next door. Wow, they heard it through the wall? That kind of brings things down to earth. <laughs> I'm honestly disappointed it didn't happen in DuBerg. I really wanted that to be true. Even what I say, you have to take all of this with, with the proverbial, not just grain of salt, but a, a, a whole box of salt, because who knows, you know, memories do, they change and fade and, and are misremembered. And evidently there is a, a report on the, the exorcist had to present something to the archbishop, because it was through the archbishop that the permission was given. And that evidently, and I don't know this to be fact, but it seems like it would be, and I've heard, again, I'm doing what I said, you know, kind of frustrates me, but I have heard is that the report on the exorcism did not believe it to be a true possession. So, I mean, I don't know, take from that what you will. Wow. Honestly, I'm kind of upset with myself for how disappointed I feel about this. People just love to be scared. We love to be astonished. I think we took this story and made it into something else so that we could feel that astonishment. 
I think so. I feel so empty now. That can't be all there is to this story. I keep thinking we should have let the story be without trying to track down all the historical facts. It's weird. On one hand, you want the freedom to let your imagination kind of mold the story. On the other hand, you feel a craving to find out what actually happened. Okay, so it's a lose-lose. Or it's a win-win. The true story isn't a bad story. You just have to accommodate it as a part of your identity, and I guess Slu's identity too. Right. I'm still going to tell people it happened here. I'm just not going to tell them the boring stuff. Oh, right. That's totally the point I was making. This segment was created in part with Dr. Nathaniel Rivers of St. Louis University through his new media writing program. Check it out. It was produced by Byron Gilman Hernandez and June Guan. Special thanks to John Wade, Dylan Garbarini, Lauren Kersey, Emily Rode, Sergio Hoja, Nick Borello, and Colton Biro. This is Tyler Groves and Abdul Cindy with St. Louis Stories. Thanks for listening.